Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only. Single item at regular price. We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is time for part two on this Double Barrel Wednesday to be joined by your colleague, the Journal Stars, Parker Gabriel. But before that, gotta give him his proper introduction on this fine Double Barrel right, Wednesday. Right. Yeah, it's right there. Double Barrel Wednesday. It's a Double Barrel Wednesday. Double Barrel Wednesday had some pop. Did very good job by Parker on Double Barrel Wednesday. Huh? You guys know what day it is? It's Double Barrel Wednesday. And we're now joined by your colleague, the General Stars, Parker Gabriel. Good morning, Parker. Let me ask you first, regarding Monday night, the championship game, Alabama and Georgia. I mean, are, are you still, are, are you invested in an all-SEC final, or did you find yourself a little bit, uh, you know, un- uninterested compared to most years, Parker? Yeah, uh, good morning, guys. I, I was... I was you were slightly uninterested. Mm. What? Um, you seemed interested. There it was. You were texting me during the game, Parker. You seemed yeah, very well, invested. That's what I'm saying. So, so I, I, but I didn't sit around all day going, man, I can't wait for the big game tonight. You know, but I watched it, and I knew I was going to watch it from the start because I figured it'd be, I figured it'd be good. I figured it'd be competitive. Um, and then, you know, early on, uh, I, I find it humorous. The and I, and I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was good from the start. You know, I thought it was it was rugged, obviously from the start. It was high level from the start. But I do find it humorous that if that game had been you know played between uh, Michigan and Michigan State nine six, it would have been the narrative would have been a lot different than when you know when it's Alabama and Georgia and it's nine six. But that's probably a conversation for another day. And then obviously the fourth quarter was tremendous. You know that. They were swinging back and forth. It was really good. So, yeah, I think obviously just it's not it wasn't about Alabama and how dominant they were. I, I know that's a that's a no fly zone with Sipple. Um, it really was just because we saw the same matchup a few weeks ago that my interest was lessened by a little bit. But, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I watched it. Um, and it was a great game. Yeah, and you would you would agree, and we'll get away from this, Parker. But it, a lot of the what you saw was breathtaking, right? Breathtaking. Oh yeah. No, I mean yeah. Both of those teams, just the front seven talent. You guys were talking in the last segment about you know what what Trev Albers told us yesterday, simple about wanting to be the most physical team in in the Midwest. And you can, I mean, th- those teams have front sevens um, that. It, are unparalleled in college football at this point. I mean, Clemson's had some that have been like that in recent years. Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan had a really good defensive line this year. Ohio State's had good defensive lines in years past. But, man, I mean, the guys that those two teams have up front, and they're pretty darn good on the offensive line, too. I mean, that left tackle for Alabama is going to be a top, you know, three to five pick this year or whatever. And so, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's a man's game for sure uh, when, when, when you're talking about those two teams and when you're talking about the line of scrimmage. Parker Gabriel joins us. Uh, he's the Nebraska football beat writer, and he was he sat down with Trev Alberts yesterday. Parker, were we in there for an hour? I mean, we were in there for a long time. I think time. so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I, we did discuss Trev saying he wants Nebraska to be the most physical football team in the Midwest. What, what else – what were your – top two takeaways or when you were when you were pondering the discussion with Trev last night what were, what was going through your mind most yeah well the thing I wrote about right away was what he, what he said about the way the staff has come together which I thought was interesting because he was really complimentary of of Scott Frost and and the work that's been done to put the pieces together and th- there's a couple different elements to that one is uh he sort of you know confirmed in his own way that the, the running back job that's still open is taking a little bit because they have a lot of options. Um, I, I don't think now we'll see, you know, I don't think they're striking out on guys. I think it's more that uh, there's a lot out there. And, and Trev said, you know, it's like every day there's another NFL coach that gets hired. And then you think, Oh, may, maybe we should talk to this guy or talk to that guy or, or whatever. And so um, I thought that was interesting. I thought his confidence in saying we're going to hire a really good running backs coach was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, t- just talking about sort of uh, what he thinks is going to be the value in bringing those new coaches in, not only that um, they think that Mark Whipple is a good coach and they're really excited that Mickey Joseph wanted to come back to his alma mater and all of that, but just the way that, that the you know the boss thinks that they'll challenge Scott and bring new ideas and all of that. Uh, that was an interesting conversation. We talked a lot about NIL mm-hmm. and, and all of the um, complexities there. I probably can't explain that in five minutes on the radio. Um, but yeah, there was a lot. And then of course, obviously, we talked about Fred Hoiberg and mm-hmm. and, and hoops and sort of where that's at too. Right. Okay. Now, as far as there's now, I I I'm I've been really wanting to ask you this question about Casey Thompson, the, you know, the transfer portal quarterback that's now will be in the fold. I guess he'll be, he's supposed to be in town Friday. Casey Thompson. Is it, are we just taking for granted that this is an upgrade from Adrian Martinez? Is that, are we sure this will be an upgrade from Adrian Martinez? Yeah. I I don't know if we take it for granted. Um, I think I think more it's going to be a different style of quarterback than Adrian Martinez by a little bit. Now okay. it's not like you're going from a guy, you know, it's not like Adrian was a a true option quarterback, although he ran the ball an awful lot. Um, you know, they, they they made a bunch of big passing plays. They made a bunch of big plays in the passing game last year. Um, and Casey Thompson can run. Uh, he's an athletic kid, so th- th- there's definitely uh, some overlap in terms of their games. I think. The biggest thing you're looking for is is consistency in the in yes. in the passing game, mm-hmm. and and that's a interesting conversation because when when you talk about Adrian, if you look at his completion percentage the last two years, I mean, it's really good, you know. And and th- one of the confounding things about Adrian Martinez always was that the numbers always looked pretty good, and the production always looked pretty good. I mean, he averaged over nine yards an attempt in 2021 pass that's, attempt. Yeah, that's that's really really good, and so. The question is like, what? Why did it always feel like there was something, some element of the passing game missing? And I think a lot of that was because of what you saw that was left on the field. And and some of that, you know, 
maybe it's a little unfair because it's one play here and one play there, but man, it always felt like in a big moment, you know, there was a, a simple throw that, that didn't, didn't happen or you missed somebody or, or whatever. And so I think you're talking probably about maybe a little bit more consistent uh, in the passing game, which is an interesting thing to say because mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez completed a higher rate of his passes than Casey Thompson mm-hmm. did in, in 2021. But I think that's, I think that's what Nebraska's hoping for. Now, can you get on the same page and operate the offense the same way and get a rapport down with the receivers and all of that? I mean, yeah, that's a lot to ask in, in a few months. Jimmy Parker, great Gabriel. answer. Parker, uh, great answer. regarding the future here at Nebraska at quarterback, Chubba Purdy is visiting Friday, but he visited Oklahoma yesterday. Of course, that, that he got the offer from Oklahoma following the Casey Thompson commitment on Friday last week. What are you expecting with Chubba Purdy? And if he's not a Husker, do they still do they still go after another quarterback beyond Casey Thompson? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think that's all pretty fluid at this point. Um, we'll see. You know, the, the the possibility is also that um, he that Chubba Purdy is not the only quarterback that Oklahoma's recruiting to to potentially be their second quarterback along with Dylan Gabriel. So, you know, we'll see. I think obviously um, Chubba Purdy, his options at this point are shaping up to be schools where he's a young guy that they think is talented that's coming in behind a veteran uh, that would certainly be the case at Nebraska um, it would probably be the case at Oklahoma we'll see you know if Oklahoma if they're able to get Jackson Dart from USC mm-hmm. or something like that uh, then then maybe they're not as big of a player for Chubba Purdy I tend to think you know Sipple raised the possibility last week that Nebraska could wait until the spring on the quarterback front, I thought, you know, I thought it, that they thought it was important to get a guy, a veteran guy, Casey Thompson type in the fold for spring ball. But I do think if you were going to explore the possibility of adding a second quarterback, a young guy, that's maybe where you could see mm-hmm. the spring as a viable option. If Chubba Purdy went elsewhere yeah. I, and maybe, I don't know, maybe they've got another guy. Uh, behind Purdy lined up that they know they could get out of the portal, um, you know, this week or before the spring semester starts. But I, I, the way I would read it now would probably, my best guess would be um, that they'd like to add Purdy. And if they don't, then they'll reevaluate whether they can get another young quarterback uh, sometime over the next couple months. Strong Parker. Parker, strong always appearance. great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Hey, simple. That's so nice of you to say. Shut up. There it is. <laughs> that was Boom. excellent stuff. Parker on, Gabriel, Lincoln yeah, General Star. Good job by Parker on that question of Casey Thompson, Adrian Martinez. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess the assumption everybody's making is it's an upgrade. I'm not. I'm not. I'll see if it's. We'll see if it's an upgrade. Okay. Just yeah, saying. I don't think it's a slam dunk by any means. No, it's Adrian's a good quarterback. Yep. I mean, Adrian. That's why you have very close eyes in Manhattan this year saying, what does that look like there? With Deuce Vaughn as an actual running back and an offensive line there. Yeah, if Adrian can get ready for next year. Right. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. The injury's overcoming. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's overcoming a shoulder injury, and he won't. I don't think you'll see him in the spring. Um, so he'd have to win that job in the summer and then in camp. Than August Which camp. I, I assume is the Could expectation. Happen. Yeah, maybe. See, I assume that. You, know what, you, get, you get in trouble assuming stuff. You I know. know. Well, 
That's the way it is. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-568. Five, a chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe. Today is a wild card Wednesday. And so, Sip, we're going to do some famous Gregs today. I think you know your famous Gregs. Guy's named Greg. Interesting. Greg. We don't have... No, Greg in Myrtle Beach is not an answer today. Okay. So he's not on this. Okay. Although he's famous for our show. He's definitely famous. Uh, 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. We have a line open for you. 402-464-5685. Wildcard Wednesday. Famous Gregs. There's a lot of Gregs out there that are famous. Shouldn't be that tough today. Okay. I don't think it's uh, overwhelmingly tough trivia. Let's go with that. Do you know who Kevin Bacon is? I know who Kevin Bacon is. Do, do you know who Kevin Bacon is? That's the real question here. Uh, yeah. Uh, four, six, yeah, four, we have a line five, open. Six, don't eight, hesitate. Don't, don't be scared. There it is. There's a caller coming in. We'll probably light him up now. How do, you, how do you feel about famous Gregs today? Don't, don't name them out loud, but go through your head and think, you know, can you name some Gregs? It's hard to know on your wild cards. That's the nature of the wild card Wednesday, right? I don't want this to be predictable, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. That's so I don't know card. how I feel about it. Now they're rolling in, by the way. Yeah. We'll get one here. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got Jeff. Jeff, thanks for calling. How do you, how do you feel about famous Gregs? Uh, 50-50. All right, Greg. <laughs> All right. It's Wild Card Wednesday. You should feel 50-50. Let's do this. All right, Jeff. First question goes to you. What team drafted Greg Oden first overall in the 2007 NBA draft out of Ohio State? Utah Jazz. Boy, I tell you what, Jeff, I like the confident answer. Not correct, though. Sip, you don't need this one if you don't want to. You can pass and not go negative one if you go get it wrong. God, I remember that time period very well. I'm going to pass. Just tell me it's not the Celtics. It was Portland, the oh. Trailblazers. So good pass there. All right, Sip, for the lead, here's your first question. Good pass. That was classic. What team did Greg Maddox play the most years for in his 23 MLB seasons? The Atlanta Braves, 1-0 lead here. This is not easy. He had 11 with the Braves and 10 with the Cubs. Ooh. So it wasn't like it was just that easy, but that's correct. Braves Braves is right. All right, Jeff. he went to the Padres, right? He was with the Padres, yeah. I saw him pitch for the Padres. He was old with the Padres. Yeah, I saw him pitch against the the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, I think it was with the Dodgers. I saw him pitch against the Dodgers in Chavez Ravine. Is that when you had sick? (laughs) No. Your Dodger dog? (laughs) No. No, I was at Oklahoma City. Oh, that's right. Well, Dodger dog, you know. All right, this is Jeff for the tie, your last question. What famous Greg is a longtime sportscaster for CBS Sports covering the NFL and college basketball? Greg, oh. Five seconds. His, his brother works for, MB, works for NBC. He does have um, a brother. No, he doesn't have a brother. Drake Don't Gable. Give him a hint. Say that again. 
Greg Gamble? It's not Greg Gamble. No, it's Greg Gumble. Greg Gumble. Gumble. Greg Gumble for the win. Yes. It was Greg Gamble was close, but that's not right. I can't. No, I can't. Greg Gumble, which Sip got, is correct. You wouldn't give me Gamble. No, I would make fun of you. Jeff, thanks for calling in. We'll get you a bag on the coffee. And calling down the road, man. Thank, good try this morning. Yep. All right, All right Jeff. Go. All right. Well, congrats. Oof. You're two and one in the week. Oof. One more win tomorrow with Schaefer, and you have a winning week again. Since the reset, forty-five and forty-three. Yep. I'm in, like, if I'm an NBA coach, I'm in playoff contention, right, Harrison? But are you going to end the season strong or, or not? I don't know. Well, that's. I mean, these are tough games. These are tough games. That was a tough yeah. game. Thank you, Jeff. He was close. I thought he was going to get Gumble. Hey, what was the last one, by the way? Uh, what famous Greg is a former Olympic diver who won gold medals in the 84 to 88 Olympics? These were pretty easy. These were surprisingly easy. That's Greg Luganis. That's correct. Yes. I told you they were not hard. Yeah, those That's were pretty easy. All those were pretty easy. Yeah, those were pretty easy. We'll wrap things up next with a spillover with DP and Jay Foreman. Next, an early break in the ticket.